Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. Can I go a little bit old school today? And I don't want to say turn to the person next to you, but find someone today that you can say, Jesus wants to speak to you. Go on, find someone. Say, Jesus wants to speak to you. During uh, Rodney's compassion communication, I felt my heart just well up with all sorts of emotion and tears as I looked at the plight of people there in Uganda and thought about the complaints I've had over the last season about the restrictions put on me that I couldn't go and get my coffee and I couldn't go out and do my exercise, which is nothing in comparison to what they have gone through. We call them first world problems and we make them bigger than Ben-Hur, but are they really? Today, I know that Jesus wants to speak to you. In Matthew chapter 17, there's a discourse, starts off in the first few verses of Peter, James and John going with Jesus up to the top of a mountain and there Elijah and Moses reveal themselves, appear to Jesus on the top of the mountain. And when Peter sees this supernatural thing happen before his eyes, he wants to build a monument of Jesus, Moses and Elijah to mark the occasion. And before he even gets a chance to move into that zone, a cloud of light overshadows them. And from the light, God speaks from heaven to everyone. And they hear these words, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Really interesting that God would speak from heaven, confirm this is my beloved son, but then to the disciples say, listen to him. I wonder who you are listening to today. I wonder who has captivated your ears over the last season and is giving you instruction today. But here God speaks from heaven and says, listen to Him. They come down from the mountain and as they come down from the mountain, we find that Jesus' other disciples have failed in bringing healing to a little boy who is suffering from seizures that throw him into the fire and into water. And you know, you remember the story if you've read that portion of Scripture. If you haven't, for those of you joining online, why don't you show us in the comments whether you've read the story. But if you haven't read the story, Jesus gets a little bit ticked. And He says, how long am I going to put up with you? You of little faith and brings healing to the boy. When you come to the end of the chapter, I think the whole story is connected the transfiguration moment on the top of the mountain, the healing of the little boy that the disciples couldn't do because they didn't have the faith. And then this last story, which doesn't seem to fit, but it absolutely fits. As they come down the mountain, Jesus is then captured in a moment with Peter where workers from the temple have come to collect the temple tax. And I think this is all about faith today. It's all about the faith that we're supposed to be placing in God in every situation on a daily basis from the simplest problem that we are faced with to the largest. There's two things you should know about faith today before we launch in. Number one, we've got to understand that faith is the currency of heaven for every earthly transaction. Don't miss that, that faith is the currency of heaven. As we have money for currency here on earth, I think I have some. In my pocket, there's there's hiding a note. 
We use money for transactions here on earth, but when it comes to heavenly transactions, faith is the currency. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. For everyone that believes God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. That chapter goes on in Hebrews to say that it was by faith that Noah built an ark. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed God. It was by faith that Sarah was able to have a child. It was by faith that Isaac promised a better future to his sons. Faith is an obstacle remover, a giant slayer. Faith is faith in God is your best personal security service that you could own. We also need to know that faith is not just the currency of heaven, but faith is a servant to the Word of God. I've heard preachers say that faith is your servant. And they actually take it from this portions of Scripture like this that we're going to go and read where we see faith in action. But I believe the Bible reveals that faith is a servant to the Word of God. In other words, if there is no Word, faith does not go into action. Faith waits for a command from the Word. You could say that faith is voice activated, like some of your devices that are voice activated. And if you say certain high word and a certain word after that, I'm trying not to say it because my device will respond. It will respond and activate. But faith in God is voice activated. And when God speaks from heaven and we respond to those heavenly instructions, faith goes into action. You were created for faith. You were created by God to respond to the God kind of faith. I'm not talking about human faith or natural faith. All of you right now, or most of you are activating in this natural faith in that chair that you're sitting on. But I'm not talking about natural faith. I'm talking about the supernatural faith of God that can bring breakthrough in areas of our lives and the lives of others. You were created by God to think faith thoughts speak faith words and respond with faith actions. Come with me to Matthew 17 verse 24. On their arrival in Capernaum, the collectors of the temple tax came to Peter and asked him, doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Yes, he does, Peter replied. Then he went into the house, but before he had a chance to speak, Jesus asked him. It's almost like Jesus knew, hang on, Peter backed me up out there, but I guarantee he's second guessing me. The temple tax, by the way, was instituted in the Old Testament for every male over the age of 20, once a year to bring half a shekel into the temple for maintenance on the temple. Keep the gardens mowed, keep the facility painted, keep it clean and tidy. It was a tax upon the people that every male over the age of 20 was to bring to the temple to look after their own responsibilities and obligations. Then he went into the house and before he had a chance to speak, Jesus asked him, what do you think? Do kings tax their own people or the people they have conquered? They tax the people they have conquered, Peter replied. Well then, Jesus said, the citizens are free, however, We don't want to offend them. So go down to the lake and throw in a line. Open the mouth of the first fish you catch and you will find a large silver coin. Take it and pay the tax for both of us. Interesting, don't you think? 
Very interesting that here, Matthew, who used to be a tax collector. It's interesting that Matthew, who used to be a tax collector, highlights this story. He's the only one that highlights this story and the story about paying taxes to Caesar. When it comes to paying taxes to Caesar, he said, Jesus said, give unto Caesar what, render unto Caesar what is due to Caesar. In other words, pay your taxes. Here's good news for you, everybody. Taxes are good things. Oh, okay. I'm going to have a bit of a bit of struggle. Actually, Jesus said it's okay to pay tax. Tax is okay to pay for first responders of police, emergency services, medical care, pay for the infrastructure that you enjoy, pay for those. Jesus wasn't against taxes, but like all of us, he was against the misuse of taxes. And we certainly can see a little bit of that happening in our world today, can't we? But then when it comes to the temple tax, it wasn't connected to the tithe. It was, it was a token to say, hey, as men, we're gonna look after the upkeep and the ongoing maintenance of the house of God. But when they come to Jesus to collect it, I'm, I'm sure that Jesus had the money to pay for this temple tax. How about you? I mean, He had a treasury. But instead of relying upon His natural resources, instead of relying upon His bank account or His treasury, Jesus, as the living Word of God, took the opportunity to teach all of us some lessons on faith. And right here we see that we, whilst we have a moral obligation as believers to pay government taxes, whilst there is a theological responsibility for us to look after things in the house of God, this token tax to appreciate what's going on in the, in the world around us and in the house of God, Jesus was declaring, you know what? When you look to God on a daily basis in faith, there is supernatural resource available if we'll just listen to Jesus. Peter here in this story represents you and I that were created to walk out faith in everyday life, experiencing God's miraculous provision. It kind of proves to me, shows to me the purpose of faith. We've got to get back to the Bible reality of the purpose of faith. Faith provides solutions for everyday problems. If you'll listen to Jesus, turn to somebody, come on, help me. Say, Jesus wants to speak to you. Uh, I, I know that for some of us millennials, it's a little bit awkward. But can you just help me? Say, say to somebody, Jesus wants to speak to you. Did I just include myself as a millennial? I'm deceived. Okay. <laughs> I'm deceived. For you millennials, I'm way out of the zone of being a millennial. Jesus wants to speak to you. Faith has the, faith is your giant slayer. Faith is your mountain conqueror. Faith is the thing that can bring the breakthrough, but it's got to be the God kind of faith. And often we're not seeing it break out in our everyday life because we're not listening to Jesus. Faith provides solutions for everyday problems. That's what makes hearing Jesus so powerful. Faith unlocks miraculous provision. Can you imagine that? Like this is not a fable. This is actually an account that Jesus said, go down to the water and catch that fish. And the first one that comes out of the water will have the silver coin in its mouth and it'll pay my tax and it'll pay your tax. You know what it tells me is that when you have that kind of faith, faith empowers us in the area of generosity. Jesus didn't just pay His own bill, He paid Peter's bill. It also tells me that that faith involves others in the miracle. You know, like Jesus didn't say, uh, you know what, I'm gonna go down to the water 
Watch me do this. Watch me do this. Watch, watch the anointing on my life. Hallelujah. <laughs> he didn't do that. Okay, that was a reference to some stuff that's got out of hand today. Thank you for swallowing that and digesting it. But he says to Peter, go yourself. Put the line in the water. What a powerful thought to realise that we can hear from Jesus today. Instructions from heaven that we can pass on to others and get them involved in the miracle. I've got to tell you today that over the last 23 years in sponsoring Compassion Children, in the beginning, it was a heartfelt, passionate decision. And you sign up and you do the online thing and often you go on and do life and forget about it. And at the end of the journey of our first compassion child, to hear her story, how it not only transformed her life, but also her family, you suddenly realise that you were involved in this miraculous faith work that was a simple transaction that started here in a bank account, but there was a faith currency involved and it caused miracles to take place. I am sure that many of the blessings and rewards that we've received along the way are connected to that one simple decision to hear Jesus in a meeting. And when my, when my mind was telling me I can't afford to sponsor one child, I went ahead and sponsored one child. And when that child was finished being sponsored, the next time the opportunity came up, we took up two children. And I thought at that time it was a stretch, but I gotta say, five or six years ago since that's happened, I can't, maybe longer, now that $120 comes out every month and some extra at Christmas time and we don't even notice it, but it's causing a miracle to take place for somebody else. Faith empowers generosity. I was moved earlier this week to hear the story of a Victorian grandparents. Some of you may have heard it, they generously paid off 82 laybys at a toy store in Victoria as a kind of kind-hearted secret Santa gesture. Toy World Bendigo manager Deborah said the anonymous couple walked into the store in early November and while they weren't rich, they wanted to give back to local families doing it tough at Christmas. One report quoted them saying, we did it tough in our early years and always said that we would do something like this when we had the opportunity. It's been a crap year for everyone and we wanted to do our part to make a difference. That's what they said. I'm just reading the report. I just love the thought that they weren't overly rich, but they'd said in their early years when they went through the struggle, that when they got to the point and had the opportunity, they were going to do something to make a difference. And they're realists. They say, you know, it's not been a great year. It's been that. What an incredible act of generosity. Faith listens to Jesus. In the beginning of this chapter, seven, chapter 17, verse 5, it says, but even as He spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the clouds said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. We've been singing that powerful song this morning. I just wanna speak the name of Jesus. I'm coming from another angle here in the Bible where Jesus wants to speak to you.
He wants to speak to you about your tax bill, your phone bill, about everything that concerns you. Let's not be religious in our mindset where we think that our problem is too small for God to be concerned about. Because if God was concerned about a temple tax, basically a membership fee, if God was concerned about that and willing to miraculously supply for Jesus and Peter in Matthew 17, how much more is God wanting to get involved in your phone bill, in your tax bill, in your obligations in the house of God? How much more does God want you to get involved in the working of miracles? Jesus wants to speak to you about solutions for everyday problems. I'm praying today that we would listen to Him, that more than listening to your daily update from your device, I've had to try and stop the habit of saying good morning to my device so that it will respond and give me the weather and the news over the last 24 hours and all those other things because it's kind of got to the place where I could just repeat the news myself. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I've got myself into the habit of just remaining really quiet when I wake up in the morning and just hear that voice from heaven speak to me about my every day. Are you with me? Faith is your giant slayer, your mountain mover. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. It doesn't say we, should, we will just live by faith. It says the just shall live by faith. Faith hasn't been given to us by God so that we can just make it through. Faith has been given to us so that we can be more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. Hello, somebody. That faith is the most valuable possession that we have. And I'm praying today that in these next few moments, there will be some adjustments made to our thinking and our approach to everyday life so that we can hear the voice of Jesus in everyday circumstances. You were created for purpose, but you were created as a faith person. You were created to respond to faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I'm sorry, it's not enough just to hear the Word of God for 25 or 30 minutes on a Sunday. You've got to hear the Word of God every day of your life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'm praying that you would hear the voice of Jesus on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday afternoon, that you're not waiting for a top up on Sunday, that you're coming in on Sunday morning overflowing with what you've already heard. You're walking here in, in here on Sunday morning, listening to the preacher going, mm-hmm, uh-huh, he's on tune today. Or you're walking in saying, mm, he's having an off week, hey, because that's not what Jesus has been saying to me. Are you with me? I wanna pray with you. Father, thank you right now. God, I'm being brought back to the words of that song that I just wanna speak the holy name of Jesus. And God, I pray as we've heard in the song that as we hear from heaven, that we'll find victory over anxiety and depression, over sickness and disease. That God will be the solution for somebody else's miracle in a country that we can't travel to, but a country that we can influence with Your love by making a commitment of generosity to compassion. 
Thank You for what we're doing here in building Your house. But God, we wanna look beyond the borders of Awakened City to other nations to make a difference and glorify Your Name. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awakened City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.